five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That was the amazing Starbuck. <laughs> I love it. We're getting Yacht Rocky over here at uh, 15 minutes. That's a really underrated tune. You know what's also weird about that tune? It's like there are guys in that band that look like they should be in a different band. I'm going to go back to it just for a second. Let me see if I can find it. How is everybody? Welcome to the show. A really big shoe for you today. Here, let me bring this back up. Okay, so the drummer, you can tell the drummer wants to fucking rock out. Like he should probably be in a different band. But he's digging it, right? He's making some money. He's getting some work. He's grooving. Look at the drummer. <laughs> you should be in like uh, Molly Hatchet or something. 38 special. You can tell he wants to rock out. This dude is perfect. He has got the perfect yacht rock look. He's got the little... French hat. It's probably covering up his bald spot, by the way, which is fine. And then he's got his little, <laughs> this little, <laughs> does it three times in the song. These guys are from the South, by the way. I think they're from Georgia. Now this guy right here, he looks yacht rocky. I mean, look at him. He's got the, the shirt with the big collars. This is kind of, you know, predating disco a little bit here. Like, that guy's a Yacht Rock dude. He qualifies. He's in. But then the xylophone player. The xylophone player, again, looks like he should be in another band. By the way, that is a killer fucking xylophone solo. You don't hear many xylophone solos on pop tunes. But he nails that thing, man. Totally nails it. I, I Maybe he was the full-time xylophone player. I don't know. But again, he looks like he should be, he and the drummer are, are like from another band. He just kills that uh, the xylophone solo right there. And then these two guys, they're in the, they're in the right group. Anyway, a little uh, Starbuck moonlight feels right to get you primed for this weekend. We got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, it's like there's no there's no shortage of content to get into. 
So we're going to try to, there's been stuff happening with Bobby Cremo. Uh, and of course the, you know, the, the headline, the marquee topic du jour is the Georgia Guidestones, which I'm going to try to get into a little bit. And I found some we other weird stuff along the way. <laughs> we're in for a, a pretty, uh, pretty eclectic, wild, and uh, more than likely weird show where I'm going to try to take a stab at what's going on. And my position around everything is that I think there's an inherent order that's being established. I talked about this two weeks ago when we had the alignment where there were pearls on a string. And it went from the sun all the way to Saturn. And most of the planets were in what we call dignity, meaning they were in their own signs. If you're dealing with uh, Placidus, which I deal with. So that was happening. And I'm looking at this thing. And a lot of people were, you know, ascribing like heavy, heavy duty, you know, always dark, dark value. It's like, let's give it dark value. Oh, now, when you have the planetary alignment, theoretically, how this whole thing works is that each planet is influencing the field of the other planet. And supposedly, that's how Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto were all discovered, perturbations in the field. Oh, something's going on with Saturn. What's going on with Saturn? Something's affecting the Saturnian orbit and wobble. What could that be? Oh, Look, there's something out there on the other side of it. Oh, yeah, there's another planet there. That's Uranus. And so then they watch Uranus for a while and they go, there's something going on there. What's going on there? Oh, 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 there's another planet affecting it, right? And that becomes Neptune. And all these discoveries seem to be concurrent with what's happening historically at the time, which maybe I'll get into. Maybe I'll do that on Sunday night. That's a good, that's a good idea for the Sunday night show. Uh so that's how these planets, and theoretically, that's how, partially, that's how astrology works, right? It is the influence of the planets and not just the planets as these spheres, but as portals, as gateways to specific types of energies that can also exist on a multidimensional level. So this is one of the, one of the, uh, reasons why there is a back end to astrology, right? Theoretically, you, although I think there's a big there there, Ptolemy, who is the father of Western astrology said, hey, astrology is good, but it's not the only thing. And I also agree with that as well. But when we look at that alignment that took place, there was an inherent order in it. And we've been so conditioned to read the tea leaves, like the tea leaves always come up doom, doom, doom. And they're not always doom. Sometimes the tea leaves come up and it's like, what? Can I trust this? And I talked about that last Friday. And that was my, my American rehabilitation story. Can I trust this? Because I was raised on an era of suspicion and trust. You know, a lot of the films I like from the 1970s are, you know, they're, they're called paranoid classics. Um, you had the, the, the Parallax View by Alan Pakula, which is one of, he's got the Paranoid Trilogy. Clute is another one. And I think the third would be Rollover Network is a paranoid classic. I mean, these are all paranoid movies. These are all people who are looking, directors who are looking at the system 
they're disaffected and they and they understand that the system is valueless and corrupt and then they're trying in their own way to understand the forces behind the system uh so i was raised on that shit i was raised on that and dystopia you add the two together what do you get i don't trust a goddamn thing uh, there are things i do trust by the way but systems and politicians uh not so much so it's an interesting exercise to begin to readjust one's um, trust, value, and quotient so that when you look at something, you're not always interpreting the tea leaves as doom. Because that's another part of programming, right? That is another part of the programming. That doesn't mean that I can't clearly look at what's going on or as clear as I can and then begin to deconstruct it and say, hey, you know, something doesn't smell right here. That's always part of the program. But here's a really, you know, cliche metaphor. Is the glass half full or half empty? And I'm leaning into the half full glass. That's what I'm leaning into is the half full glass. I love this background. I might keep it. It was great for that song. Just give me a xylophone. Well, welcome to the podcast and the stream. Theoretically, I should be streaming live over on uh, Rumble. Let's uh, let's see if I can find it. Oh, it says it's uh, oh, it says offline. Well, I don't know why it's not working. Uh, it says waiting for stream. What do I have to do here? Ah, oh, life. Life, 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 life. Okay, what do I need to do? Hmm. How do I get it off online? All right, so I'm gonna re I'm gonna revisit this um, because apparently it's not being. Let me get a screen grab of this. How do I start this thing? Because I should be streaming now. Hmm. It says end live stream is offline. I'm waiting for stream. Let me go back in here. Okay, I'm doing okay now. We got 65 people. It says it's simulcasting. Let me just go over to Rumble again. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see, War Room Live. Uh, let me see my stuff here. Trying to do a new thing. Where's my content? Let's see, what do we have here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going live on Rumble. How about that? Beautiful. Okay. Technology works, folks. It works. All right, let's take care of some business. Let's go over to the... Uh, site. It's an exciting day. Very exciting day. All right. So what do we got? 
me go into the uh, the site. Made a few changes in the site overnight. If you're paying attention, you'll be able to see that. So I have to uh, bring attention to the Hill Country Harvest Moon 4. We have the information for that right here on the 15 Minutes of Flame site. That's myself, the Leo King, David Palmer, a.k.a. the Leo King, together in the Hill Country. And uh, we got some really cool events. And I'm trying to work on it. another person. Can't jinx it yet. But uh, cross your fingers and let's see what happens with it. Um, so this is our fourth year and all the information is there, right? There's a link if you want to find out more, if you want to sign up, if you want to get a room, I highly recommend you get a room. That's there as well. Get a room! 800-292-5690. That's the number for the Inn of the Hills, which is where this event will be. And you can always cancel your room at no charge. It's good to have one. If you are looking to do a room share, go to the 11th House Astrology with Robert Phoenix on Telegram and introduce yourself to folks and uh, see if you can start a dialogue. The sponsor of the show, of course, is True Hemp Science, which I have to give a little bit of love to. It's got a, its own page now. And uh, hit the gummies last night, slept seven and a half hours, woke up feeling pretty good, I have to say. Pretty good. On a scale of one to 10, I was about at a seven. That's not bad. And then I got my coffee. My coffee kicked in and... We're ready to rock and roll. So I just mentioned the gummies. Chris has a bunch of other products. And there's the link. I was on his website last night. And there's, an, there's a link and says, you know, talk to an expert. And that expert is Chris. So if you want to chat with him, there's a link there. You can actually set up a dialogue with him. And he absolutely loves talking about the product, what it does, and how people can um, really benefit from it. So avail yourself of his CBD knowledge. And if you spend $100 with True Hemp Science, you get free product on top of it. And then your code there is 15 mins, one five mins. When you talk to him, tell him you're coming from uh, 15 Minutes of Flame or just Robert Phoenix. He'll hook you up. Uh, TrueHempScience.com backslash ref backslash 23. That's where you want to go truehempscience.com backslash ref, R-E-F backslash 23. Okay, we got that done. Let me check in with you guys. The amazing chat. You know, I brought Jasper out here. He left. Jasper is going through his, um, he's going through his Howard Hughes phase. There he is, DJMC checking in. From the left coast, what's going on? Ominous countdown. Uh, Hucklebuck is here. Hey, Kabuki Theater. Yes, they knocked down the rest of the Georgia Guidestones. Catherine Kramer, what's going on, Double K? There's Ryan, my man. What's going on, Ryan? Guidestones, a shot heard around the World Economic Forum. It's a good headline, KNS. Of course, KNS, Christmas Eve. Fran is here. Hi, Fran. Fran and Sony. Back to back, there's my man Tom. What's happening? Ha ha, yacht rock. That is the most yachty of the yacht rock. The set, do you see? Do you see the bell bottoms on that one, dude? 
with the red pants with the bell bottoms. Holy shit. Miss Nakia's here. And so Robert brought it up. I never knew there was such a thing as Yacht Rock. It is a thing, man. Finally, good times karaoke. I'm going to undo the top buttons and let my jungle of chest hair run free. <laughs> that is funny shit. Nice, Tondar. Wendy says is here. Went to the Mute Museum here on Saturday and got to play with the theremin. Ooh, that's cool. Queen Lisa checking in from the Great White North. We're going to be talking about your state, Lisa. Holy shit. There is some weird stuff going on in the state of Wisconsin. The greatest xylophone solo in rock history. I, am I right about that? That was like the fucking Jimi Hendrix or Jeff Beck or George Benson of xylophone solos. Time to get out and press that leisure suit. <laughs> I know. Synthesizer said that synthesizer was great. I love the early Moogs. Who else do we have here? Yacht Rock. So I know, right? That, that song, by the way, has been in my head for like three days now. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. But that's a total Yacht Rock song. I, I love the way he says uh, Chesapeake Bay. He doesn't say Chesapeake because if he says Chesapeake, it ruins the, the rhythm of the line. So he, he kind of crunches it to chest peak. Like, that's genius. All right, who else do we have here? What's going on, Mark S? Mark, how do you feel about Yacht Rock? Darn, I missed the opening tune, thankfully. No, no, come on now. It was, it was a good opening tune. How can you not like Starbucks? July starting off with a bang. The July 4th shooting is already being eclipsed. Georgia Guidestones. And now today, Boris Johnson. Bojo stepped down. That's right. They've got, they got, they have panic in the UK. Now that could be a, uh, uh, a coup by labor. Because all these Tories are stepping down now. Everybody associated with, apparently Johnson is more popular in England than we might give him credit for. Let's see who else do we have? Carlos Santana. Yeah. He didn't really collapse, but he had a staggered moment. And then they stopped the show. And I'm not sure if they, I think they canceled the next tour date. Hopefully that's the last we see of Boris. He's a joke. CC says, I remember that song. It was on the radio constantly. I know, right? You, every, every station you turn to within 10 to 15 minutes, that song would show up. Uh, let's see who else do we have here. That's what we come for, Robert. The, the Yacht Rock. Uh, K&S, bye-bye, Boris. A good riddance to a bad rubbish. He went Stepford after his hospitalization for vid. Trump tried to send in his doctors. Weird. There's So both Bojo and Trump are Geminis, as you probably know. And Boris Johnson was actually born in New York City. Isn't that weird? He was born in New York City. I'm going to get into some other weird shit today that 
that I think is portending where the Bojo thing is going. Also connected to the Georgia Guidestones indirectly. It's weird, but I found this weird link. I may be the only person that has found it, by the way. Uh, there's a war happening level that we are not privy to. I've been saying this for years now. Right? We, are, we are watching infighting, gang wars. We're watching all kinds of, of just, you know, utter internecine cannibalism. Like, like, get your popcorn. I mean, this is something to watch. We're, we're, we're seeing the collapse of these systems. And a lot of them, honestly, are just totally corrupt. And they need to go. A lot of these systems need to go. They need to be flushed away. And the people that run the systems need to be flushed away with them. And we're starting to see that. Now, what they replace it with, that's another story. We'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? So Brexit, here's the thing about Brexit that I was able to kind of, because Tondar brings this up. I'll read Tondar's comments. And I'll comment on top of it. I thought the problem with Boris was when he sold out Brexit years ago. He was always a fraud that jumped to the front of the conservative parade. Okay, so Brexit, from what I understand, was engineered by the Rothschilds. There was a total Rothschild engineered event. And um, it was used in order to, there was this thing with the UK and the EU, and it had to do with taxes and had to do with paying the EU. And because the Rothschilds have a lot of, you know, you know, England still has the pound. They do not use the Euro. They're like Switzerland in this regard. There's a reason for that. And Nigel Farage or Farage, based on what I was reading is a Rothschild agent. And that whole thing was completely engineered. Right. So I've seen um, Farage do the Freemasonic grip with the thumbs. He's a Freemason. And once they set all this up and piggybacked on this nationalism, who did they insert? They inserted Theresa May. She's the one that gets in and basically scuttles, breaks it. Now, what they managed to do is they managed to get out of having to pay all this shit to the EU. And I think because the Rothschilds' wealth, a lot of their wealth is still located in England, of course, because that's where uh, Mr. Rothschild lives, that they were able to get out of this thing with the EU and keep their, their wealth hermetically sealed and stratified. Now you think, well, they can hide it anywhere. But there was something very specific about Brexit. And they were using this whole nationalistic wave because they knew people were fed up with, you know, the, you know, the bullshit that was going along with uh, Tony Blair and Barack Obama and all these other people that were, you know, running the new liberal world order. So they set that whole thing up, but then they're like, well, we're going to set it up for us, but we're going to basically shut it down for the rest of you. The same thing 
could be said about Trump in some ways, because Trump and Johnson are kind of coming on in Farage or coming onto the stage at the same time. Of course, you have the Gemini effect with Johnson and Trump. And then Trump gets in, it's part of this nationalistic wave that's going, going around the world. And they're piggybacking on, you know, people's love for nationalism, maybe a, a tad of xenophobia, but also the fact that people have been disaffected and fucked over. They're like, enough, let's rein this in. So they're piggybacking on that. They get these nationalistic candidates with the exception of Marine Le Pen. She doesn't make it. Uh, some people think he, she's a dude, by the way, but that's a different, different conversation. Anyway, they get these people in and then what happens with Trump? Trump has his own issues and he does some things that are actually decent, right? He, he, he went all in on the oil stuff. He went all in on the petroleum stuff. He got the pipeline finished. We're paying less than $2 a gallon for gas during Trump. And as a result of everything else, the prices are maintaining. We have, I think we got up to what, uh, 4% on the GDP, which is almost unheard of. Now, of course, they they were flooding the market with lots of Federal Reserve notes. I mean, let's not, you know, let's not make this out to be too much of a fairy tale or too much of a fairy tale ending. But then COVID happens. And then what, what does Trump do? And remember, Trump is sitting there with Wilbur Ross. And Wilbur Ross is, he is the almost de facto agent of the Rothschilds in the United States. And he was the one that saved Trump's ass. He pulled Trump out of bankruptcy in Atlantic City. So Trump had to give Wilbur Ross a position inside of the administration. Then we have COVID. And then during that period, what does Trump do? He brings BlackRock in. He brings BlackRock into the government, puts them square between the Federal Reserve and the Treasury, and boom, Black, you've let the wolf into the hen house. So you can see where, like with Brexit, there, there is the semblance or the bones of a strategy that is piggybacking on nationalism, using somebody like Nigel Farage or Farage, however you say his name, good-looking guy, getting all this FaceTime, charismatic, carries the ball across the finish line. Then they bring in Theresa May, which was ridiculous. And she's there to fuck things up. She's there to make things not go right. She's incompetent. Or she's um, competent, but you know, throwing peanut butter on the pistons. So they get what they want. They got what they wanted. They got the economic component of Brexit. But what they didn't get is the quote-unquote nationalistic were fully divested component of Brexit. And the same thing could be said for, for Trump. Once COVID hit and they used COVID as a cover to bring BlackRock in. And by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm not privy to those conversations, but I would bet that it was Wilbur Ross who was telling him to do that. You got to do this. It was an executive order. He signed an executive order. Now, if Joe Biden felt like, you know, he needed to change the socio-political economic landscape of the country, which we've seen him do before, he could revoke that executive order, but he did not. All right, let's see. 
I was mistaken. THS gummies aren't eaten like M&Ms. No. Three Days of the Condor. That's another one. I've seen that movie so many times. I'm like, fuck yeah, conspiracy. I love it. It's the CIA. Look at this. And it's a smart guy. I totally related to that movie. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Biden dropping tariffs and giving oil reserves to China. That's what I've read. No chat on Rumble. I know. Well, that's why you're here. See, that's not a beautiful thing. You're not going to go over to Rumble because there's no chat there. You're going to stay. I figured this out. I'm, I'm like the zookeeper. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I figured this out because that was one of the problems with YouTube is that when I would stream simultaneously, which I have on YouTube, people would go, well, where do I go? Where do, I, do I go over to YouTube chat? Or do I, go to, I mean, it was an issue. And this was starting my first go around on uh, BoxCast. And I just said, well, fuck, I'll just drop BoxCast because nobody wants to come over. And at that time, I had a third-party chat client, which wasn't very good. And I can understand why people didn't want to come over. So now I try to keep the chat in one place. And the great thing about Rumble is that I don't have to upload anything because I would upload these shows to Rumble. It would take forever. And now I'm live streaming and I don't have to take forever. Okay, who else do we have here? Beth Berry's here. What's going on, Double B? Um, someone suggested that the bomb that blew up the Guidestones may have been in the time capsule. Otherwise, the person who did it would be on surveillance cameras. Could be, or it was a rod of God. The edifice is crumbling. Well, there's another way of looking at that, Lisa. It could be that they've achieved their goals. And now they don't need it anymore. Maybe that's what happened. I have to play the devil's advocate here. I heard GNR had to cancel some shows in Europe. Yeah, I think the BAM is getting sick. Gee, I wonder why. Listen to Queen Lisa. I wasn't a big fan of the 70s stash, but King Pat said that chicks really dug it. That is so funny. Yes, the Escape, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes is in the Yacht Rock, Yacht Rock Hall of Fame. Yacht Rock Hall of Fame. Uh, let's see who else we see. Pines. What's happening, Sea Pines? Mustache rides, five cents. <laughs> and Trump passed the Farm Bill, which was fun. That's Trump in a nutshell. That, that is Trump in a nutshell. Ryan, you're absolutely right. Like Trump would do one thing that would be really, wow, look at that. And then he'd do this other thing like, whoa, look at that. Total Gemini. Total Gemini. And Trump has uh, Jupiter and Neptune in Libra in the second house. So he's always trying to do this weird balancing act. So he, 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 he would do some things and did do some things that were interesting. It's like, yeah, man. I'm behind it. And then he'd do something else be like, what the fuck? What are you doing here? And I, and I, and I think that in some ways it's inherent in Trump. I think it's part of Trump. I also think it's part of a, the esoteric black and white chessboard. 
you know, where you would do one thing and then another. So you're, you're basically bowing to the gods of duality. I was wrong. Rumble does have a chat. Oh, don't go there. Stay here. Are there people chatting on Robert's Rumble right now? And you could contribute donations. Oh, I like that. Capricorn One is it's another great conspiracy movie. The seventies were rife with conspiracy. It was it was the era of paranoia. I ate all that shit up. Something is happening at the zoo. Let's see what do we else grab here. Where does Doctor Strange live? Uh, go live. Where or when? I don't know. All right. Thanks for being here. We are simulcasting. My goal is to uh, do this on Twitch as well. So we can have three platforms streaming live at the same time. I am out for world domination. No, I just think it's really hard to grow an audience when, and I love you guys. Don't get me wrong. You guys are the best. You are the absolute best. You're hardcore. You're smart. You're funny. And you even like Yacht Rock. So I'm, this is in no way, shape, or form a, a diss on the wonderful residents of Chattaria. But when you're on YouTube, theoretically, you can grow an audience. But when you're in a hermetically sealed environment like this, like this is our party, it's our private Idaho, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, because I can talk about stuff here. I can't talk about it in other places. But unless you're you're growing and expanding, like you ha you have to. People just have to, or else you wither and die. And I still have some tread on the tires, so I'm not ready to wither and die yet. Um, just a little little business here. Tomorrow I'm going to have over on the YouTube side, Christopher Knowles from The Secret Son. I'm totally looking forward to this show. He's fucking brilliant. And I'm, I'm so jazzed to have him on for a couple hours. So if you know his work um, and you enjoy it, jump on the uh, YouTube stream. That's the 11th house on YouTube with uh, me and my special guest, Christopher Knowles of The Secret Son. That'll be great. All right, let's get into this uh, high strange with uh, Bobby Cremo and his dad and it's, it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. All right. So there's his dad. Can you, can you tell me which one is transitioning? Can somebody tell me which one is transitioning there? Is it, is it the dad or the son? Right. This thing is getting weird. And I think it's pretty clear that, that, uh, Bobby Cremo the third, or Crimo, I like to call him Crimo, he's transitioning. Or he's already transitioned. I mean, is he is he a, a F to M? Is he an M to F? What is going on here? Now remember, he's born, he's a he's a Gen Z. All three, all the three quote unquote last shooters were Gen Z's. And he's born in 2000, so he's got Neptune and Uranus in Aquarius. So he's going to be, you know, goofy as shit anyway. 
So what's going on here? Which one is transitioning? Okay. This is, it just gets weirder and weirder. Not only is it getting weirder from this perspective, but apparently the kid confessed. He spilled the beans. He told his whole plan. And apparently he was supposed to go to Madison, Wisconsin because he drove his car there. I mean, he, he was going to go from uh, Highland, Highland Park to Madison, Wisconsin, and then open fire on the lib turds in Madison, Wisconsin. But he didn't do it. Something is really bizarre. One of the guns, supposedly, that... Um, his, his transitioning debt. Look, I, they may be in total shock. And I, I think something weird is going on here. The more that I get, you know, dive into this thing, it's just weird. So one of the guns that he bought was a Caltech uh, sub 2000. This is a gun that they have been trying to get rid of in terms of the firearm schedule. They've been trying to get rid of this gun. And the reason why is that you can fold it up. You can put it in your backpack if you wanted to. It's not a high caliber gun. It's a nine millimeter gun. And it's part of the list of guns that dear old titty dad um, helped him buy. Every gun on that list is pretty much a gun that they're trying to get rid of. He also had a Glock 9. They're trying to get rid of Glock 9s. So it's a, it's a grocery list of the guns that they're trying to get rid of. It's like, here you go. Go get these. He's already confessed. He's pled guilty. Do you think there's going to be any trial? No. There'll be no trial for him. None. He'll be sentenced. Who, who is this like? It's like, it's like the, uh, the, Colum the Columbia, South Carolina church shooter. Same deal. All right, let's go with this here. The dad of the accused 4th of July parade killer told the post on Wednesday that his son talked about a mass shooting in Denmark the night before he allegedly, allegedly launching his own massacre. And he and the dad washed his hands of any guilt over how the suspect got his gun. Why did he wash his hands over any guilt? Because he's in on it. The dad is in on it. The father, Robert Crimo Jr., who has tapped one of R. Kelly's lawyers. How, do, how does he get one of R. Kelly's lawyers? I guess his name is Durkin. How does he get Durkin to represent his kid? Apparently, Durkin is a family friend. So how does a guy who has a sandwich shop in Highland Park become friends with a high-powered defense attorney who defended R. Kelly? Right? Isn't this thing starting to get a little weird now? It's starting. It's descending rapidly into high strange. The father, Robert Cream, who tapped uh, one of R. Kelly's lawyers to battle claims that he helped his mentally disturbed kid buy guns, said the night before Monday's shooting, 
He and son Robert Cream of the Third discussed the 22-year-old Danish man who shot and killed three people at a mall outside Copenhagen on Sunday. He goes, yeah, that guy's an idiot. That's what he said. The dad recalled his son saying to the Denmark shooter. The father said his son added, people like that commit mass shootings to amp up the people that want to ban all guns. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And then his kid goes out and theoretically does this mass shooting. The thing is weird. Here's Titty Dad. Thinks his son, alleged Highland Park shooter, Robert Kim III, should get a long prison sentence. I talked to him 13 hours for money's master. That's why I'm in, guess I'm in such shock. Like, do you have a psychiatric break or something? Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Stephen Greenberg, who previously represented R. Kelly in the fall and singing Superstar's federal sex trafficking case out of Brooklyn, announced that Cremo Jr. and his estranged wife, Denise, had attained him in the wake of their son's arrest. The father, a one-time local mayoral candidate, used to run a neighborhood sandwich shop, I guess he doesn't run anymore, has faced a wave of criticism for sponsoring his son's gun license application, which allowed Cremo III, or Crimo III, to buy four guns, including his alleged sleigh weapon before age 21. The dad sponsored the application three months after his son was able to clear and present danger by authorities for threatening to kill relatives in 2019. He's transitioning. He's either transitioned or he's transitioning. That is not a fucking wig. Okay, that's not a wig. Uh, let's see the incident, which led the police, led police briefly to briefly confiscate, briefly confiscate a sword dagger and 15 knives from the shooter's home was just a childish outburst. And the knives were just a collection. Cramo told the post, uh, Cramo Jr. told the post on Wednesday, you know, I used to collect coins and baseball cards. There's a big fucking difference between coins and baseball cards and knives. Cramo Jr. said he decided to sponsor his son's firearm owner's identification card, which allowed the young man to buy an AR-15 using the attack because he thought Crimo the third was going to use a weapon to go to the shooting range. He bought everything on his own, and they're registered to him, the death set of his son's weapons. That's So he's, he's, transition, he's either transitioned or he's transitioning. And if that's the case, then he's unstable, and he's programmable. And is the dad in on it? He got a laundry list, a grocery list of guns that they want to ban. Just so happens. They're all on that list. The AR, the Sub 2000, the Glock 9. You know, he drove there. He ordered them. He picked them up. They did his background check on each one, said Crimo Jr., insisting that he had zero involvement in the massacre. Why does he, why does he have to... Why does he have to assert that? Why doesn't he just shut the fuck up and just say, you know what? I'm not here to talk about my son right now. Uh, I'm in shock. Uh, I feel terrible about what happened. And, you know, I've hired a lawyer and please direct any uh, communication towards this guy's giving interviews. They make me like I groomed him to do all this set of a screen. I've been here my whole life and I'm going to stay here. Hold my head up high because I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. 
that's just weird. I'm sorry. I get it. Like maybe that's his reaction to having to deal with the fact that theoretically his um, tranny son, daughter son, is uh, went on a shooting rampage and he's got to defend himself. I mean, I mean look, you know, God forbid that my kid got up on a tower somewhere and started plinking people. I just, I don't think he'd do that, by the way. But if he did, and the press came to me, I'd shut it down. I would shut it down. Okay, this is, it gets even fucking weirder here. Cramo Jr., who's been telling reporters he isn't the shooter's dad, but instead a caretaker for the home. What the fuck? What is going on here with these people? He and the suspect's mother are devastated and floored over the bloodshed. So that's mom. That's one of the lesser photogenic pictures I've seen of her. Denise Cremo. So here we go. Purple. There's a there's a there's a person of color sporting the purple. This thing feels so staged. While the father said he's fully supportive of his son and will continue attending all of his court hearings, he's furious over the tragedy. I want a long sentence, Cremo said of his 20-year-old son. That's life. You know, you have consequences for actions. He made a choice. He didn't have to do that. I think there's mental illness there, obviously. I didn't see a lot of, well, you're not fucking paying attention. And it's probably because you're not the dad. You're the caretaker of the property. Crimo Jr. insisted that his son's motives, crimes were not motivated by hate. It noted that a relative of, of one of his lifelong friends was injured in shooting. I'm speechless with that. It just took me by such surprise. It's horrible. It's surreal. I mean, essentially, I lost a son, too. It sucks. Why are you giving an interview? Why is this happening? Okay. So I have a theory here. And it is just... Um, it is just a theory at this point. They're not even a real family. I think when, he's, when he was saying, I'm not his father, I'm the caretaker of the home. I think he's telling the truth, actually. I think he's I think he's telling the truth. Something something really weird is going on. It feels like a long time ago, Dallas Goldbug was doing a lot of these, you know, ear matching, nose matching things. This is not this person. This is a this person is playing this person, and it's all one big role. Some of them were really interesting, and some of them were so fucking nuts that you looked at it and you say, why, why is this guy doing this? Because he started off really good, and then he kept going down this rabbit hole, double down, triple down, and his work just got ridiculous. I'm, I'm sorry to say, originally it was really good work, but then it got ridiculous. And of course, you look into his background. He worked for Halliburton. Um, I'm not going to hold that against him, by the way. You know, sometimes people have weird employers. He worked for Halliburton. He's also, I believe, either Navy or Air Force, one of the two. Okay, well, there you go. So what was really going on with him? The show's not about him, but one of the things that he linked these people to was the uh, Maurice, I think it was Maurice Green, the, the, the Green family, 
and that they were this very large family that played these roles, that they were also crisis actors. And I know that there's a succession of, of uh, crimos in Illinois. There's the grandfather. I read his obituary, but something weird is going on here. It, it almost feels, and even when you look at his wife, they don't, they don't fit, right? They do not fit. He, he and his wife do, do not fit. Look, when you look at pictures of her, you know, she's not a bad looking woman. And, it, you know, he's, he's, I think he's rocking bigger tits than she has, actually. It's a non-fit. I was trying to wrap my head around this. Like, why do these people not fit together? It's because they're not together. There's something really weird about this whole thing. It's totally staged, totally staged, meant to go off on 4th of July so that this day forever will be marred. Everybody will talk. Today is the one-year anniversary of the gruesome shooting in Highland Park where Bobby Cremo III killed seven people and injured 46 more. Right, every 4th of July, they're going to be talking about this now. It, it, it is like a, a, and by the way, if you happen to have a birthmark on your face, this is, again, I'm not you know dissing your birthmark. I have a friend who had a birthmark on her face. And I never, I mean, I noticed it, but I never noticed it. I think she got it removed. I never really noticed it. It's like, you know, you're my friend, right? So recently she commented to me that um, she felt like she had a stigma because she had a birthmark on her face. Well, that's kind of like what happened on the 4th of July. It's like a birthmark now. Literally, it's a birthmark on the face of the country. Every 4th of July, they're going to bring this shit up. Today's the five-year anniversary of the day that Bobby Cremo III, Robert Cremo III, it's going to happen again and again and again. This is a way to stigmatize the 4th of July and Independence Day from here on out. It will not be noted for, theoretically, the Declaration of Independence and the inception of the country's uh, genesis. It will be remembered for what happened in Highland Park on 4th of July in the year 2022. There's a lot of high strange here. A lot of high strange. I believe 46 people were injured, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? 46? Who was born on, uh, so 46 to be 6'4", right? Was it 6'4", 447? We'll look into it. There's some very strange connections with George W. Bush. Very strange connections. This was his birthday the other day. So there's George Bush connections going on. Oh, and who was George? What, what did George Bush preside over? 9-11, right? And what did we see with 9-11? It collapsed. And what did we see yesterday? I believe yesterday was George Bush's birthday, if I'm not mistaken. 7-6, is that right? I think so. What did we see yesterday? The collapse of the Georgia Guidestones. Like, how weird is that? Pretty fucking weird, right? Like, on his birthday, this thing, which is probably now the most famous collapse since the Twin Towers happens, is that by accident? Or is it an act of God? When you look at that, like, what happened? People say, oh, it's lightning. 
oh, lightning took it down. Uh, Steve brought up the fact that there was a bomb in the, because they haven't brought up the capsule, the time capsule, which is, which is interesting. So was, you know, was there a bomb that was put in the time capsule set to go off on this day on, you know, 4-6-2022? Four, four, All right, so then I found this weird other weird thing. But one of the things that they talked about was the fact that the, that the Guidestones were hit by lightning. Now, I didn't see any lightning strike in the weird little footage. I didn't see that. But some people say that it was hit by lightning. Like, remember how when the... Uh, George Floyd mural was hit by lightning. Remember that? That was interesting. Okay, so I found this story. It's totally unrelated, but it's kind of related. And it, and it also, in a strange way, is connected to Boris Johnson. So let me find this other story here, which is totally bizarre. That's not it. Okay, where did it go? Uh, let me go back here. I think that's where it's at. No, that's not it. Okay. All right. So let me go over here. Find this thing. Ah. <sighs> Jenna Jameson reveals she can walk unaided after mystery illness. You think she got vaxxed? I bet she got vaxxed. Uh, I had to find this thing. All right. There was a yeah, page six. Okay. All right, let me do a quick search here. Give me one second. Oh, what was her name? Okay. All right, here we go. This is this thing was just weird. Here it is right here. Okay. So this happened on, I believe, the same day that the Guidestones went down. And it seems completely um, unrelated. I got to find the original story. Let's see if I find the original story. Um, let me go to TMZ. It's not the original story, but this thing is really strange. Okay, give me one second. If you're listening to the, uh, by the way, we are really growing on the podcast side of things. 
do this uh, page six, is it? Ah, there it is. I found it. Okay, this is this is the one story that I was trying to find. Thank you for your patience on this. I don't know what happened to it. But, uh, okay. All right, so there was a TV series called One Tree Hill, which it's, it was on the CW. It was during that time where the CW was trying to uh, create family-friendly content. And this actress, um, her name is Bevan Prince. Husband dead after being struck by lightning. Authorities reportedly attempted to resuscitate William Friend on the boat where it was struck during a storm. So um, he got his yacht rocked. William Friend, the husband of One Tree Hill star, Bevan Prince, is dead after being struck by lightning on Sunday. So that was two days before the, uh, the guide. So he was, look at that age, 33. According to local news station WECT6 News, authorities discovered Friend on a boat. That was some, that was some bad yacht rock. That was Yacht Shock. After being struck by lightning during, he's the third person, he's the third person this year so far, struck by lightning and died. The new Hanover County Sheriff's, Hanover, who do we know that's Hanover? The House of Windsor, they're Hanovers, they're German. The new Hanover County Sheriff. Are you starting to put the pieces together here? along with Wilmington Police Department's Marine Unit, with their Marine Unit eyewitnesses, flagged them down near Masonboro Island. I mean, Jesus Christ, can we load this story with any more symbolism? Per WECT6 News, the emergency team also performed CPS on the BizNow. I guess he had a business called BizNow, CEO as they transport him to Bradley Creek Marina to meet EMS, who attempted to resuscitate him for 20 minutes, 20 being the number of the Aeon. Wasn't 21, wasn't 22. It's like, okay, time's up. The Aeon, the end of the old world and the beginning of a new one. There are symbolic events that occur with that, like, guess what? The destruction of the Georgia Guidestones. He was pronounced dead on the scene. Bevan Prince's husband, William. Just take out friend. Prince William. What do you think is happening with Boris Johnson? They are getting ready to anoint William. This is what's happening. And I think, even though it may be tangential, that the Georgia Guidestone event might have something to do with that. Bevan Prince's husband, I'm just looking at this as a mirror event, right? You have this one structure go down and a lot of it attributed to light. By the way, I looked at the chart. Somebody wanted that thing down. And it was at 
4.03 in the morning and 30 seconds, right? So when it went down, if you just looked at the seconds, it was 3.33, which is the little brother of 6.66. Oh, isn't that cute? That dog is sad because that dog knows that he's going to die. He's like, you're going to die. I'm going to miss you, buddy. I'm going to miss you. And there they are together. Living the good life. Living that yacht rock life. And he's an American. Let me go back here. This is just such a weird story, right? Uh, following the tragic incident of Prince's best friend, Odette Annabelle, pay tribute to friend. It feels surreal writing this. Where did we hear the word surreal, right? We heard it with Bobby Crimo II or Bobby Crimo Jr. The actress 37 began most because it feels like you were just getting started. The life and love that you gave my, to my best friend made it feel okay. We were thousands of miles apart. Annabelle went on to talk about the gift he gave to everyone. We got to witness the passion that burned in his soul. She described that passion as his driving force to help people to build his business and to find happiness. The unborn star Further describe the British, I guess Unborn is the show that she's in. Describe the British business, passionate and perfect. She added, uh, being here with Bevan, hearing her share stories about you and your love breaks my heart for her because she lost the love of her life and the world lost a really, really good one. And they're looking for money. Go fund me. I guess uh, Bevan, Annabelle shared a GoFundMe link where you can send money in lieu of flowers. This whole thing is utterly weird, right? Hanover, Hanover, the new Hanover, the, the new Hanover, the house of Hanover. They're the Windsors. Masonboro. <laughs> I mean, come on. This thing is nuts. The Aeon, 20 minutes. And, and, you know, again, right here, the thing that I was really looking at. Is Prince William, right? Prince William. Bevan Prince's husband, William. And guess what? He's our friend. William's our friend. 33. Isn't that bizarre? That's to it's totally bizarre. Okay, let me see if I can find some of this high strange. Um, I thought I sent it to myself. Let me see this. Hold on a second. Let me see what we got here. I know that I did something. Because there are a huge number of sinks. 
<clears throat> associated with um, that event. Where's my camera? Give me one sec here, folks. Let me find this thing. Oh, there we go. Okay. All right, I'm just going to read off a few. Uh, and by the way, I'm just going to, I'm full disclosure, I found this, right? The other thing, the Prince thing, the Lightning thing, the Hanover thing, the Masonboro thing, I found that. But I'm going to read you some sinks that I found, not me, right? The other stuff, I connected. All right, so this is what we have here. Check this out. History of the state of Georgia. Georgia Guidestone. State of Georgia named after King George III. The third was longest ruling monarch until Queen Victoria. We saw the number three come up in that story about William Friend, husband of Bevan Prince. He ascended to the throne when he was 22 years of age. Number 22. He was nearly 40 when the revolution began. George III died blind, deaf, and mad on January 29, 1820. Okay. George is the 13th state of the first colonized union. We have death. Georgia Guidestones partially blown up at 403.33. So if you just do 333, right, you have the... Uh, Little, little brother of 666. So we have the date 7-6-2022. That's a one. Uh, and they were erected on March 22nd. You know what that is? March 22nd is Skull and Bones Day. That's 322. That's when the Georgia Guidestones came up. That's when they put them up, 322. 1980. So that was 42 years ago. Then you get six with a four plus two. Uh, it was flattened by 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 31 days after the first of the 666 day. Okay. All right. So then June 2022, had three 666 numerical days, which it did. Remember, we started off with 6-6-2022. Um, there were three other days in June that had three 666s. Georgia, as of 2022, is the 24th ranked state. You add it up, there's a six, so there's lots of sixes here. Um, it was erected on March 22nd, 1980, 42 years, four plus two is six. So we have sixes abounding. Uh, the uh, Skull and Bones Order, also known as the Order of 322, which we talked about. The Brotherhood of Death is an undergraduate secret uh, student society at Yale. Of course, we know the Bushes to be embedded in Skull and Bones. And uh, John Kerry and George Bush George Bush was the 43rd president. He was born on July 6th. 
So the Guidestones went down on 4.6. Isn't that interesting? 4.6. And this is the president that oversaw the collapse of the Twin Towers. And both Bushes were members of Skull and Bones. I think his father was one of the founding members or a very early member of Skull and Bones. He and Kerry ran against each other. And um, remember Tim Russett? He asked them both questions about that. And then Tim Russett died. It's like, you're, you're a member of the Secret Society of... Uh, yeah, skull and bones. And Carrie says, it's so secret, I can't talk about it. Joke, joke. I mean, he was, Carrie was drafted. He was totally drafted, so he had laid down. Something happened yesterday. There's weird shit going on. Like some, let's just add it up. And then we got into the other thing that I found, which is, so we have Boris Johnson stepping down. I think that's paving the way for Prince William. I think that's paving the way for William to not only um, lead England. It's not going to be Charles. Everybody knows it's not going to be Charles. He might be the titular head for a day or two, have a heart attack, whatever, right? Step down, and then the kid rules from that point forward. And we're just coming off the kid's birthday. He's born on the Midsummer Night's Dream, which is the summer solstice. So we're in his zone, right? We're in the zone of Prince William, also born on an eclipse, a solar eclipse. I think the Boris Johnson thing has more to do with Prince William and this weird thing with this guy who gets hit by lightning like the Georgia Guidestones get hit by lightning. It's weird, right? theoretically. I mean, that's what they're talking about with the Georgia Guidestones. I think that's what that's about. I think the Bojo thing is ultimately about Prince William the new Hanover, like you can't make this shit up. The new Hanover Sheriff's Department. Okay, so there's that. But then you have the whole Bush thing and the, so there's this weird thing going on, right? So we're in a major flux. We're in a major flux where there's this shifting tide of power. Something's going on behind the scenes. I can tell you that right now. I mean, you don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to figure that out. Something is going on behind the scenes. And that thing happening on George Bush's birthday is a major event. Major event. Now, remember that uh, Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, Bobby Cremo III, had the number 47 tattooed on his face. And right now we're in the 46th the cycle of the 46th president, theoretically, if Biden is even really the president, who the fuck knows? So 47 is, is an interesting number. And remember that the character from the house of cards, Claire Underwood, who's from Highland park, Dallas, right? Just around Dallas, six miles away from Dealey Plaza winds up becoming the 47th president in the House of Cards. 
And then there's the whole Oswald effect. Like where's Oswald? There's so much high strange going on here. Like we are in the, the, the midst of such deep synchromysticism. It's not, it's not even funny. Right. But I think you can take heart knowing that there's something intense going on behind the scenes. Like they're, they're, they're shifting the chairs around, right? They're shifting the chairs around on the, the deck chairs on the Titanic maybe, but I'm more than speculating that we're going to be talking a lot more about Prince William. And I've been seeing more images of him at the checkout stand. And I know that sounds really mundane because they're always at the fucking checkout stand. Like that's how they program you. Think about that. You're kind of in a trance at the checkout stand. You know, just like, okay, I'm waiting. Oh, what's over here? The National Enquirer. Oh, George Bush meets with aliens at secret base underneath the Capitol. Oh, okay. Right. You're in the trance zone because you're waiting. You know, the checkout lines are weird because you're in this liminal place. You're not going around doing your shit getting your goodies and then you're not engaged in the process of checking out and making sure all your shit gets rung up appropriately, which I do, by the way, when I'm not doing that, I help them bag because I'm a fucking Virgo. That's how, that's how I work. Right. I'm a helping bag and get out of there. Keep the vibe high person behind me. Oh, Hey, they're bagging it up. Oh, great. I won't do that, but good for them. No. So, but when you're in that in-between state, it's liminal. You're waiting. You're waiting. It's like you're between worlds in the checkout line. So they get you. They get you with the programming right there. And I've been reading more and more and more about Prince William. And who just died, right? William Friend, uh, whose wife had the last name of Prince. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Weird. So we're seeing, or, or we, what we can imagine is what's going on behind the scenes. And there's a lot happening behind the scenes. I think we're dealing with a, a, a these are like gang wars. These are like turf wars. And if I was the Bush family, I'd be very concerned about what happens next. Are we going to start talking about 9-11 here pretty quickly? Could be interesting. All right. So there's that, right? We got the big high strange. We got the crimo stuff. Well, I'm not really his dad. I'm a caretaker. Who the fuck says that? But then on, on his next breath, he's like, it's first of all, why are you giving an interview? It's totally inappropriate. It's totally inappropriate. Shut the fuck up. That may be her kid. Maybe. And maybe you were just drafted to play a role in that family. The whole thing is weird. Weird. And on top of that, they look like they're both transitioning. So there's that. Right. There's a Georgia Guidestones thing. And all the weird sinks are on the Georgia Guidestone stuff, including Mr. Friend, Mr. William Friend, 
our friend, the fresh prince of uh, New Hanover. Okay, now this is a little gruesome, I have to say. This is a little gruesome, but it's also indicative of our times. Should I, should I do this? I'm going to do it. I stumbled across this. And I was, I was floored. I was, I was absolutely floored. Let me just show you the headline here. So this woman, her name is Taylor Shabiznis. <laughs> like, what a weird fucking name is that? Taylor, Taylor Shabiznis. Please not guilty to decapitating his sex partner, severing his penis. A Wisconsin woman accused of decapitating her lover during sex and then stuffing the severed head and penis into a bucket has pled not guilty to the twisted romp. Taylor Shabiznis was arraigned in Brown County Circuit Court Tuesday on charges of first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third-degree sexual assault. A criminal complaint accused Shabiznis of strangling 25-year-old Shad Thyreon to death in February at a Green Bay home sexually abusing his lifeless body and then mutilating the corpse with a serrated bread knife. Brown County Sheriff's officials said Shabiznis business had removed an electronic monitoring device. She wore for an unrelated crime just hours before Thyreon. Thyreon was killed. There she is. Taylor means Shabiznis. This is the guy she uh, whacked. He looks like an actor, doesn't he? The warrant was issued for Shabiznis's arrest for violating conditions of her release, but she wasn't located until the grisly murder was uncovered. Um, police were called to a home on Stony Brook Lane in Green Bay on February 23rd by a woman who reported finding her son's severed head in a bucket. So you get to come home, and then you find your kid's head in a bucket. Officers found, also found a male organ in the bucket and an upper torso in the storage tote, body fluid, and knives. When police tracked down Shep business at another location, she was found with dry blood on her clothes, according to the complaint. What is going on up there in Wisconsin? Under questioning, Shep business allegedly said that the police were going to have fun trying to find all the organs. Toyfield told detectives that she and Thyreon had been smoking methamphetamine before going to his mother's house to have sex using chains. Shop Business claimed that at one point she had blacked out, after which she went crazy and proceeded to strangle Thyreon. She insisted she did not mean to kill the man, but enjoyed choking him, the complaint said. This is so bizarre. Police were called to a home in Green Bay, Titletown, USA. She explained that she planned on taking all the body parts with her, but got lazy and only ended up putting a leg and foot in the van, and she forgot the head. 
Shaw Business's defense lawyer previously said she'd been struggling with mental health issues from the time she was in the seventh grade. And she'd been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Oh boy. She's uh, being held on a $2 million cash bond. Now her trial is scheduled to uh, start on October 24th. Now the reason I'm bringing that up, it may be a buzzkill. I may have to play some yacht rock to cleanse us. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because I talked about how the South Node in Scorpio was going into the U.S. 11th house on Sunday night and is going to go social. And we were going to start to see how grisly and dark the underbelly of America and the world. It's going to be out there right in front, right, right in front for everybody to see. And that's just the first of these bizarre stories. They're coming at us. And this is part of the purge. This is a different part of the purge. We have to go through this time. It has to come up, right? It has to come up. We have to flush this dark cesspool, shadowy corpse that we've been lugging around here. We've got to flush it. If we have any chance of getting through this time, getting onto the other side of this, we can't carry this in with us. And this is why this is coming up now. We get to see it. So be prepared for the next year. You're going to see this stuff more and more and more. All right. Let me see if I can play a little yacht rock tune to get out of here, Ron. Uh, let's see what we have here. I don't know if they're Yacht Rock or not. I don't know if they're Yacht Rock. I'm going to play them anyway. Here we go. Use your head in order to serve what's really your heart safe as possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Join me tomorrow with Christopher Knowles on The Secret Sun or from The Secret Sun over on YouTube. It's going to be a great show. Remember... There's always magic.